0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Hymn 12. Arise, ye people, take your stand. Cast out your idols from the land. Above all doctrine, form, or creed, is found the truth that meets your need. Christ's promise stands. They that believe his work shall do, His power received him (laughs) twelve.
0: You would like to follow along with the readings please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast click on that and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text the theme for tonight is in truth there is no chronicity or incurability the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia
2: The Bible. Psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Genesis. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he them. Male and female created he them. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. John. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another stepped down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. Matthew. And when they were come to the multitude, There came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and so vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus' apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them, that are of a broken heart and savors such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Matthew, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Proverbs, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. I will now read correlative passages from our textbook, Science and Health, the Key to the Scriptures, and prose works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. Man is incapable of sin, sickness, and death. Insist vehemently on the great fact which covers the whole ground that God's spirit is all, and that there is none beside him. There is no disease. Heredity is not a law. The remote cause or belief of disease is not dangerous because of its priority and the connection of past mortal thoughts with present. The predisposing cause and the exciting cause are mental. Perhaps an adult has a deformity produced prior to his birth by the fright of his mother. When rested from human belief and based on science or the divine mind to which all things are possible, that chronic case is not difficult to cure. A case of convulsion produced by indigestion came under my observation in her belief the woman had chronic liver complaint and was then suffering from a complication of symptoms connected with this belief. I cured her in a few minutes. One instant, she spoke disparagingly of herself. The next minute, she said, my food is all digested and I should like something more to eat. Can all classes of disease be healed by your method? We answer yes. Mind is the architect that builds its own idea and produces all harmony that appears. There is no other healer in the case. If mortal mind, through the action of fear, manifests inflammation and a belief of chronic or acute disease, By removing the cause in that so-called mind, the effect or disease will disappear and health will be restored. For health, alias harmony, is the normal manifestation of man in science. The divine principle which governs the universe, including man, if demonstrated, is sufficient for all emergencies. After my discovery of Christian science, I healed consumption in its last stages, a case which the MDs, by verdict of the stethoscope and the schools, declared incurable because the lungs were mostly consumed. I healed malignant diphtheria and carriers' bones that could be dented by the finger, saving the limbs when the surgeon's instruments were lying on the table ready for the amputation. I have healed at one visit a cancer that had eaten the flesh of the neck and exposed the jugular vein so that it stood out like a cord. I have physically restored sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, speech to the dumb, and have made the lame walk. The list of cases healed by me could be made to include hopeless organic diseases of almost every kind. I name those mentioned above simply to show the folly of believing that the immutable laws of omnipotent mind have not power over and above matter in every mode and form. And the folly of the cognate declaration that Christian science is limited to imaginary diseases. On the contrary, Christian science has healed cases that I assert it would have been impossible for the surgeons or material medical to cure. Without mind, man and the universe would collapse, the winds would weary, and the world stand still. It is already proved that Christian science rests on the basis of fixed principles and overcomes the evidence of disease sensation. Human mentality expressed in disease, sin and death, in tempest and in flood, the divine mind calms and limits with the word. Experiments have favored the fact that mind governs the body, not in one instance, but in every instance. The indestructible faculties of spirit exist without the conditions of matter and also without the false belief of a so-called material existence. Working out the rules of science in practice, the author has restored health in cases of both acute and chronic disease in their severest form. Secretions have been changed, the structure has been renewed, shortened limbs have been elongated, ankylosed joints have been made supple, and bones have been restored to healthy conditions. I have restored what is called the lost substance of lungs, and healthy organizations have been established where disease was organic. Christian science heals organic disease as surely as it heals what is called functional, for it requires only a fuller understanding of the divine principle of Christian science to demonstrate the higher rule. Agree to disagree with approaching symptoms of chronic or acute disease whether it is cancer, consumption, or smallpox. Meet the incipient stages of disease with as powerful mental opposition as a legislator would employ to defeat the passage of an inhuman law. Rise in the conscious strength of the spirit of truth to overthrow the plea of mortal mind, alias matter, arrayed against the supremacy of spirit. Blot out the images of mortal thought and its beliefs in sickness and sin. Then, when thou art delivered to the judgment of truth, Christ, the judge will say, Thou art whole. Instead of blind and calm submission to the incipient or advanced stages of disease, rise in rebellion against them. Hold thoughts steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionately to their occupancy of your path.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together The Lord's Prayer.
5: Forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory,
0: for ever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn?
5: Hymn number 74. Go forth and stand upon the mount, for truth is at thy side. The very rocks may seem to break, and earth to open wide. Yet errors tempest and its fire before that still small voice retire. Hymn number 74.
0: Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services, in person, on the telephone, or over the internet. At all our meetings and services, We read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and other current topics, and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 AM and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend this Sunday school, call the church to get that number and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. Our publishing department is busy as usual. The June full-text lesson booklets have been printed and are in the mail. So if you're a subscriber, you'll be receiving your copies very, very soon. If you don't currently subscribe and would like a subscription, check the church website, plainfieldcs.com, under the Store tab to order your subscription. That same website, plainfieldcs.com, contains the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy, and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important, more than a mere rehearsal of blessings. It scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although, <coughs> although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind, when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up so we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science.
6: Elizabeth from New
0: Hampshire. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please.
7: Good evening. Thank you for this wonderful-as-always meeting, and the very inspirational readings. I can't imagine what life would be without this amazing science that we've been given, and I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for her incredible discovery, the uncovering of what Jesus taught and practiced. I would like to express my gratitude for a healing that I had many, many years ago. I was a stay-at-home mom while my kids were growing up, and one of my duties, which I took very seriously, was paying the bills and seeing that they were correct. Oftentimes, they were not, and I would have to call to correct the situation, sometimes with very much frustration and indignation. One day, out of the blue, it occurred to me that this behavior on my part was not correct. The first thought that came was that it certainly was not the fault of the representative that I was not being very kind to. When I realized this, I made a conscious effort to be loving and explained to the person that I understood the mistake was not their fault. This started the healing process, and over time, the interesting thing that happened was that there were not as many mistakes made, and I didn't have to call as often. When there was some sort of discrepancy, I was able to see clearly and with patience that there are no mistakes in the mind that is God. It seems now that I rarely have a problem with a mistake on one of my bills. Clearly, mortal mind was using me, and I was in total compliance with it. My attitude of self-righteousness was what needed to be healed. I'm so grateful... That this fault came to the surface for correction and to be healed. A favorite hymn says, and I quote From sense to soul, my pathway lies before me, from mist and shadow into truth's clear day, unquote. Thank you so much and good night.
0: Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland, go ahead, please. Good evening.
8: The roundtable discussion last Sunday titled, Don't Get Pulled Into the Adam Dream, reminded me of a hearing I had several years back that I'd like to reshare tonight. I had come home from a Saturday morning activity and sat at my office desk to do some work when I started scratching my right arm. I was absolutely scratching at the irritation without giving it too much thought. Later, I got to take a shower and noticed that I had splotches or welt on the entire right arm from my armpit to my wrist. I also noticed the same splotches on my torso and legs. And after my shower, I got to work knowing the truth about myself. The thought that I was having some kind of allergic reaction or had somehow come into contact with poison oak or poison ivy kept aggressively coming to me and I had to continually reject those thoughts as my practitioner has cautioned me about giving a lie a source and thereby providing legitimacy, because after all, God good is the only source. By bedtime, the splotches were still present, but the itching had mostly stopped. The next morning, which was Sunday, I was happy to see that my right arm was completely clear, but my heart dropped when I looked at my left arm. It It was like if the irritation had moved overnight from the left from the right arm to the left arm and now my previously clear left arm was was covered in these ugly splotches i decided that it was time to get help with my playing field plan my playing field practitioner about this and by the time i called the practitioner after church that sunday morning as planned the irritation had spread to my face and the irritation was starting to re- reappear on my right arm again i remember thinking that there was no way i can go to work on monday looking like this And when I told the practitioner that the splotches had moved, had seemed to move from my right arm to my left arm overnight, she actually laughed out loud, which was she was clearly not buying it. And I couldn't help but laugh along too at the sheer ridiculousness of the situation. And I immediately felt a whole lot better. The mesmerism had been broken. I was told to study the command statements on page pages three ninety to three ninety-three in our textbook while she prayed for me. And before I started, before I started reading, I really pl- I really prayed to hear the message that God was trying to tell me about the nature of my being. And just a few hours later I noticed that both my arms were completely clear, as well as my face, with the ex- exception of a few spots above my eyebrow. I texted the practitioner that my skin was mostly clear, and I and and I continued working the command statements I had been reading all afternoon. The next day, which was Monday, I was able to wear a short sleeve dress to work as there was not a single irritation on my, anywhere on my person. I was completely free. I am very grateful for Christian Science, this independent church, and the ready help of the, of the Plainfield Practitioner. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.
9: <clears throat> Craig. Thank you. Thank you, Florence, for those very good readings. And uh, they're just so powerful. I'm so glad that uh, I found this church. I recently had another healing of eyes. When I first came to this church, I had an astigmatism. And when my eyes would get tired, or glasses, they would, uh, one, when they didn't have my glasses on, would pull over to one side. And it was very embarrassing, also, it was annoying, it made it more difficult to see. Well, I was working with a practitioner at the time, and, and I realized that God governs everything, including my eyes, so my muscles, they don't go tired. And before long, quickly, that condition went away and it never came back. Well, recently I woke up one morning, and uh, I had a, well, I opened my eye, I had a spot on my eye, and I didn't get excited, but I knew it wasn't from God, and it was right. And I've been told to work with, from Victor Young Collective Writings, Eyes and Ears, one of the early workers. And I thought about it, uh, and it talks about uh, seeing is is a fact, and what I can see is what God sees, the one infinity, there's no hardening of glands, deterioration of lenses, and I included blood vessels. And I thought about it, and I said, yes, it's true, and I'm going to trust God and, <clears throat> and uh, see no spot but the clearness that he gives for me to see. And I, I did, and for several days, and little by little, or maybe more quickly, actually, the uh, spot disappeared. I thank God for this. Uh, that uh, you, you stick with God and He will show you all that He is. And he, he He healed before and He continues to heal with truth that Mary Baker already discovered in the help of our practitioners.
0: Thank you. Gary.
4: I'm very grateful for the uh, healing power that exists in each of our services. Um, The prayers of the congregation are a very powerful force. Um, Many times I have been uh, healed of whatever is ailing me just by attending our services. I remember once, uh, it was a few years ago, um, I was going through a period where I was uh, suffering with bouts of self-doubt and depression. Um, I was having some difficulties uh, in business, and there were a few other things going wrong uh, that were trying to get me down, and they were appearing to be successful. (laughs) It got so bad one day, I had to ask a Christian science practitioner for help. And the practitioner uh, agreed to pray for me, and... um, Told me that God heals everything, and that I should expect uh, a healing from this. And uh, with that, uh, my confidence improved. And the, I think it was the next day or a couple days later was our Sunday service. And I remember very well coming into the service on Sunday, feeling the love and the warmth that I always feel when we are together in church. But then when the quartet sang, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, I actually began to weep. Uh, it, it, it felt so strong, I felt like God was telling me something that I needed to hear. And it was at that moment that I began to realize that, uh, that I had been feeling a personal sense of responsibility for many things in my life, that I wasn't trusting God with a lot of things in my life, and that was why I had lost my joy. I, uh, I needed to turn everything over to God and just trust Him. and. Uh, I later realized that, you know, when things aren't going well in my life, it's because I'm not trusting God and obeying what he's, what he's giving me to do. Well, that evening, that night, um, I felt so much better. I slept soundly for the first time in probably weeks. And uh, as I began to trust God more... One by one, the things that were bothering me um, felt it just, just faded away. They, um, they, they got taken care of. Um, I really was learning to trust God's disposal of events. And I could feel myself being cleansed of this sense of false, false sense of responsibility. And at the same time, feeling more of the love of God surrounding me. It really was uh, an important change in my life, for which I'm very grateful. Um, So I gained a peace that I hadn't really had before. And I learned a valuable lesson. So I am so grateful for the help of that practitioner. So grateful for... Mary Baker Eddy, giving us the science of Christianity, which does heal everything. And I'm so grateful to be here tonight. And uh, thank you, Florence, for those fine readings. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Misha'ila, Canada. Mishaila from Canada. Go ahead, please.
10: Good evening. Today, I want to express my deep gratitude for practitioner help. Since two years, I am in contact with, contact with a plain field practitioner. She helped me tremendously. Examples are that I start to learn to not speak, but think the truth when speaking and or make things worse. This has brought more peace to my whole household. She told me ca- she told me to cast my burden on the Lord when a back pain was holding me hostage and the pain left. A couple of weeks ago I had a pain in my ankle that hindered me to put weight on my right foot. I was hobbling through the house and she made clear to me that I need to stand up against error. When I did, the pain faded away. When I informed her that the pain is much less, she gave me this quote from Mrs. Eddy When these things cease to bless, they cease to occur. This quote made me think that everything happens for a reason, and the reason is to be blessed. I just need to use those things. I was reviewing some of the email conversations with my practitioner and the notes that I took during the last two years. I have to say that there are many divine thoughts, hints, and quotes received that I have not fully used or only scratched superficially. This is no wonder why many in-practice problems come up again and again. So... For that reason, I am really grateful for all the time and the love that I have received from the practitioner and for the patient um, help and reminders of uh, what's necessary to think about and to do and to change. This has helped me tremendously, and I don't know where I would be if I hadn't received that help. Thank you also for the marvelous and sobering readings tonight, and for all you do at Plainfield, for all the material on the website.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Yes, tonight I just wanted to
2: share my gratitude and happiness for learning because of Christian science, for seeing the Bible stories differently, and for knowing that the same Christ who banished the false beliefs in times gone by is here today with us all to do the same. I'm very grateful to God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and for all who are persisting in this truth to glorify God. I also have uh, somebody who is new to this science, to living it at least, and is learning not to fret, but to trust God with everything. She's very grateful for Christian science, and this is from New York. She says that my toilet was overflowing and my bathroom floor was flooded. The superintendent said he couldn't fix it until the next day because he needed a pot. I asked him on the phone to come up and shut off the water. Oh boy, I wouldn't be able to flush. I mentioned the problem to my practitioner and when the superintendent came up in a few minutes, He had the part and actually fixed the toilet 100%. She also mentions the disastrous, at least she thought, haircut that she had and was trying not to fuss about it. And she, you know, wanted to see God in everything, everywhere. When I came home, she says, and turned on the TV, the first person I saw was a woman with the exact same haircut, but she was celebrating it giving me some fashion tips to make my haircut work. She's just new to the science, and she's living it, though. She's using what she's learning. And It's come up to her that she frets a lot and learning not to do so, and is very grateful for what she's learning. Thank you for everything, for the testimonies that have been shared. I, I just cannot thank God enough for what we all get to learn and to keep and to practice when we persist
0: with the science. Thank you. Jeremy.
11: I am very grateful to be here learning how to apply Christian science in my daily life and work. I spent time in various churches out in California during my childhood. But overall, I did not come away with a positive view of religion. And about the last place I wanted to be as an adult was in any church anywhere. Of course, God had different plans for me, and quite thankfully, the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent was like no church I had ever encountered before. Mary Baker Eddy defines church on page 583 of Science and Health as, quote, the structure of truth and love whatever rests upon and proceeds from divine principle end quote. "i've learned here how god is loved that christian science is for everyone and that when we live this science each day we're doing whatever god has for us to do to bless all mankind and it must bless all mankind because mrs eddy also wrote on page 206 of the textbook that quote whatever blesses one blesses all" end quote. Everything I've learned here has served to reinvigorate my faith and change my life completely. And this has only been possible because the people here loved enough to keep this church open. I'm so grateful for God bringing me to this church and to Christian Science, and I'm grateful for all I've learned from my practitioner. It is such a constant blessing to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia.
12: Good evening. Tonight I wanted to thank the Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church. Truly, I thank God for our independent practice of Christian science at this church, particularly for retaining the very important work of watching. The booklet Watches, prayers and arguments given by Mary Baker Eddy is priceless, as are the practical proofs recorded in the writings of our early workers. That these important learning artefacts could ever have been hidden away is truly a travesty. I am so grateful that through the wonderful work at Plainfield, these precious writings have been preserved. I greatly joy in the watch work, And I'm extremely grateful to the watchers to think that this watching practice, so central to the understanding of Mrs. Eddy's Christian science, has been going on here at this church for decades, is both humbling and truly divine, and could only have continued through God's divine love. My safety through years of violent beatings as a small child and young adult during all that violence, I could always find a quiet thought and talk to my Father in heaven. I talked to him, I sang to him long alone, and, and he never failed to come and embrace me in the darkness. He never failed to pick me up in his arms and love me. Sometimes, just a day after a beating, I was bouncing around and happy and totally untouched by yesterday's injury and hatred. It was decades later that God brought me to Christian science, and I began the best journey of my life to read the immortal words of Mary Baker Eddy in her textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. Immediately, on reading certain passages, I recognised the messages of love and truth given to me, by our loving Father, Mother, God, I could hear Mrs. Eddy's Christian Science in my thought. Truly, the Christ in Christian Science came to me and blessed me and nurtured me through those brutal years. So here tonight, I thank our precious watch workers. I give great gratitude tonight to the holy practitioners here at this church who sacrificed much. I know that just like I heard these prayers in my thought all those years ago, I know our watch prayers are heard anywhere in this big wide world wherever there is a striving heart yearning to find God's love, wherever these dear struggling ones are, They will hear our watch prayers in their thought. They will hear and they will know God's love and truth. They will be comforted and saved. I am very honoured to be working for God at Plainfield Independent. I am so grateful that we have the right to practice pure Christian science independently. So thank you to the Watchers. Thank you to our holy practitioners. Thank you to our Lord God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you all so much, and so much love to you
11: all. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England.
13: Good evening. Recently, thanks to a recommendation from this church, I began reading Mary Baker Eddy Christian Healer which is such an enjoyable, informative read. In the book, Mrs Eddy talks about keeping your violin tuned. This really resonated with me. I was remembering how when I first returned to Christian Science back in 2020, attending church services online in the lockdown, I would sometimes get to a service and think, I haven't thought about Christian Science all week. Then as I progressed, I would get to bed at the end of each day and think, I haven't thought about Christian science all day. And these days, Christian science is pretty much all that I think about. As a result, I feel like my violin is constantly being tuned. It certainly isn't yet perfect, but the strings are far tighter than they used to be, and my experiences are being reflected in that tightening. Last week, I gave a testimony about the lambs that we have had born here recently, One thing that I didn't share last week was just how difficult this winter has been, with lots of strange weather and weeks of heavy rain. At times it has been a struggle to keep my violin tuned, but I also know it has been an opportunity to practice this. This past week I've happened to speak to several other farmers who all said what a difficult lambing period it had been. One elderly farmer said it had been the hardest year he had known for lambing, with many losses. And this has made me especially grateful for what I'm learning in Christian science. Last week, I visited the field where some of last year's lambs, the teenagers as we call them, should have been waiting for me as usual, but they were nowhere to be seen. I scanned the valley around and saw lots of sheep in the fields, but none of them were my little gang. My immediate thought was a deep security in knowing that divine mind knew exactly where the sheep were. They were not lost. And because God is governing everything, everyone, everywhere, they were also safe in his kingdom. As I stood wondering what I should do, a farmer drove up using a shared access to take some of his sheep into his field at the other side of mine. I asked him if he had seen my sheep and we both realised at the same time that he had clearly left the gate open, kind of breaking a basic rule in farming and my sheep must have wandered off into the lane in the opposite direction to the way I had come, looking for adventure. The lane is fairly quiet, but it eventually leads on to a busy road, so I jumped into my car and headed straight down the lane. Sheep are ambitious, curious animals, so I knew they could have covered some distance in the time they had been out. All the time I was knowing that they were safe in mind. About half a mile down the lane, I found an extraordinary sight. My little flock of bemused sheep being chased gently towards me by a group of about 20 motorbikes. I reversed quickly into a gateway, parked and jumped out, grabbing a bucket of feed and calling the sheep to me. They came running over and I managed to keep them with me in the gateway while the bikers all went slowly past. I then led the sheep safely back to their field to the amusement of passing walkers, horse riders, cyclists and so on. I've never been so happy to see my sheep and I was so incredibly grateful. I don't think I have ever seen a single motorbike on that lane. And just at the right time, God sent 20. It is very likely that if a car had come, the sheep would just have gone into the side of the lane and the car would have gone past them and they would have continued towards the busy road. But motorbikes are just too noisy and scary and so they turned them around. Unfortunately, I didn't get chance to thank the bikers who so patiently and gently guided my little lost sheep back to me. They weren't hell's angels, but they were definitely angels sent from God that day. Thank you very much for all the learning that I am receiving, which has taught me to keep my violin tuned and which then allows God's law of adjustment to operate. Thank you.
1: Shardy. Well, good evening. My gratitude tonight is for gratitude. I have learned much here about gratitude by being a part of this church and learning that treatments are ongoing, as has been stated by our teachers here and Mrs. Eddy in the Blue Book, the Divinity Course, and General Collectania. She says, quote, every treatment we give will go on and on forever, end quote. I don't recall if I had given a public gratitude for a healing that happened many years ago and I was thinking about it. At the one time I was in great pain and called a practitioner for help. And while speaking with him, he recited the scientific statement of being. And where it says, therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual, he told me to say, and I am that man. The pain left immediately and did not return in all these years until The other day when I was thinking about gratitude and being grateful. How grateful I was for that healing. The same pain tried to return. But I am learning that God's work cannot be reversed and the treatment has continued and will continue no matter how long ago that it was given. Again, the pain stopped. And that was several weeks ago. My gratitude is enormous and overflowing. Mrs. Eddy has said, When I see a student grateful, I know he is safe. Glory to God, our Creator, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, practitioner support, the leaders in our church and our church family. As an aside, I would like to say that Herbert Eustace has a great deal to say in the clear, correct teachings about gratitude, starting on page 912. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Linda.
14: Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I'd like to express my gratitude for Christian science and the changes for good it has brought into my life. For so many years, I have spent relying on my own human effort with little understanding on how to use the wisdom of God in my everyday life. Through the pure teachings and examples here at Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, I have begun to live this practical Christian science. Recently, I had been reading parts of the book Destiny to the Mother Church by Bliss Knapp. Uh, Chapter 7, there's a story of when he was struggling in school. His parents would give him treatments. In one part, it said, quote, the mother began to explain to her boy why children go to school. It is not to learn mass facts, but rather to cultivate certain mental faculties. She explained that some of the faculties of intelligence, which he ought to cultivate, were perception, reason, memory, application, and judgment. <clears throat> Thus, the boy was led to step by step to recognize the source of his true intelligence, not in the human brain but in an infinity of the Divine Mind. These faculties of intelligence are necessarily expressed in all God's children alike. That gives to everyone an equal right to express those faculties of intelligence. He was completely healed. End quote. I found this comforting to be reminded of these facts and to continue to cleanse these beliefs of material intelligence. Learning to slow down and listen to the inner voice has been an ongoing lesson for me. The other day, I had to put together a table that had many parts. I followed the feeling to leave it uh, for the next day. The next day, as I started to build it, a fellow church member came along and happily assisted making the project so much quicker and fun. In the past, not trusting anything but my own sheer willpower, I would push through something like this. The results of a lifetime of this has left a trail of mistakes, exhaustion, and confusion. I am so grateful for the patient, firm work of my playing field practitioner who has been chipping away at this willfulness with Christian science, showing that Christian science does unclass the hold of sin as soon as you are ready to to let the sin go. I'm so grateful to be here tonight and to be part of this church. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
5: Bruce. I'm very thankful for Christian science. One of the many lessons that I've been receiving is to learn more about wisdom, and it's an ongoing lesson, a continuing lesson, and it's a good one. And one of the results of this is, um, I don't really talk quite so much as I used to, which is good. And, uh, I know I opened up the book of, uh, James in the Bible, and he's got some pretty brutal things about, to say about the unbridled tongue, and that does describe what I have been doing many times, so quick to open my mouth when maybe I shouldn't, and, uh, I can remember once in a class here in our church years and years ago where somebody said, you know, words that are ill-spoken are like dandelion seeds that are blown in the wind. Uh, try and get them all back, right? It's not going to happen. So I'm very grateful for this lesson because it's helped me put the brakes on maybe what could be very harmful and otherwise not beneficial. And occasionally the words do come, but hopefully they're well-chosen words, which can be very helpful. But uh, one thing I've noticed was the words are very much fewer. And uh, I was with a group of people from this church, and we were listening to somebody who was doing a really wonderfully good thing down in Austin, Texas, and he said, we need to spread the gospel. But hopefully, with as few words as possible. So I was very happy to hear that. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Benjamin.
15: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here tonight. Um, Here in Christian Science, especially in this church, um, we are learning That God gave us dominion, and also how to use that dominion in our daily lives. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very important. And I'm very grateful that I'm learning this process here how to apply it. Last Friday, um, last Friday evening, and I was outside trying to mow my lawn in the front yard. As the military turned the mowing machine on, then it started to rain. And that time was the only time I feel that I have to mow the lawn because, as everybody knows, um, the grass are very happy these days because it's raining and the sun is blasting. So the, they seems to be growing like few inches every day. So if I had fair tomorrow on Friday, it would probably be difficult to mow. Um, as the time goes, but I I started to, you know, pray that. The rain can give me some break. I know it's, it's, he wanted to rain, he wanted to do his work. But I wanted to do my work as well. And that's to mow the lawn. And I kept my thoughts, knowing that God had given us dominion. And that dominion also means that we can, you know, control the weather. No matter how severe it seems. I remember during that time when I saw the rain started to come down, I look at my phone. My phone actually told me that in my town that it has already started raining, and I can actually see it in my phone the rain coming down to my phone. But I said, No, it's not going to rain, and I was absolute on that until I finished moving my land. After I said my prayer, and I kept my thoughts on the truth, knowing that the rain will not disturb the good work that I wanted to do in my front yard. And I can see the rain just gone. I can see this, the cloud. It was all over me. It wanted to rain, but I was holding it. And uh, it was like a tug of fire between me and the, and the rain. I couldn't let it drop. I continued to hold my thoughts pure and true. I continued to do my work. And I completed my lawn mowing. And as soon as I completed, I went inside. I looked outside the window. It started to pour down. And I started thanking God for that. So God, thank you so much for the dominion. And thank you for answer my prayers, and also thank you for the rain, that I can rain all in once now. And it's just so little things that keep reminding us. It seems like a very little thing, but it's just another reminder of what God has given to us. And also another reminder that we can use it, no matter what the problem is that is facing us, that God gave us dominion, it says, I've given you dominion over all the earth. And that dominion is here today for us to use. I'm very grateful for Christian Science. I'm very grateful for what I'm learning in this church that is continuing to remind me that God has given me dominion. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Barbara. Barbara or Ken from Pennsylvania. Go ahead, please.
10: Yes, hi, it's Barbara. I just wanted to say thank you for the testimonies. Everyone was so helpful.
0: Thank you. Mary.
6: Good evening, everyone. A few things to read tonight. Uh, The first from California, I really love the May 7th Sunday service. It began with a scriptural given by Nancy that really went perfectly with the lesson subject, Adam and Fallen Man and continued with the Bible read by Craig and the signs and health read by Carol. Both were read with understanding and love, which made the service such a blessing to listen to. The hymns and music really topped things off. Thank you, Plainfield Church, for making these services, as well as the website, a beacon of light, not only for me, but for the world. And then Virginia, dear fellow members, this letter comes with a heart full of gratitude for the teaching and the truths uncovered in the Bible study of April 29th and the Round Table of April 30th. These truths are basic to the understanding and practice of Christian science, promoting deep love and gratitude for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. For all the lessons to be alert, watchful, peaceful, and joyous as we stand on the rock of Christ's truth, I am deeply grateful, with love and thanks. And then a testimony from California. I wanted to express gratitude for the joyous, harmonious way an issue in my city was resolved. Contractors had started to perform work on my street, and their work product was not the quality it should have been. Recognizing that the problems which I was experiencing— along with neighbors, would only be compounded if I didn't bring this to the attention of the city. I contacted them, but before communicating, I turned to God, sending His love and blessings to those in advance with whom I would be speaking, and knowing that what I needed to say would be given and accepted with love. Not to disappoint, the presence of divine love was there in my conversation with the city, Later that afternoon, when our public works department showed up and I greeted them, the presence of divine love was still there. They immediately saw the problem, crafted a creative solution, sent a video implementing the fix to their boss so that that it could be forwarded to the contractor to incorporate the fix into their work. We bantered back and forth with thank you. They left my house happy and expressing gratitude for the work they were inspired to do, hardly being able to contain their joy, I returned to my house with that same joy and gratitude for God's presence throughout, and knowing from experience that the atmosphere of love within which all the work was carried out only comes because of God's loving presence. I am so grateful to witness this so completely, as stated in hymn 144, in atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Sending great love and joy to my church family. I'm very grateful for those beautiful readings tonight, that in truth there are no chronic diseases or incurable disease diseases. Um, it's wonderful to know this, and that, uh, as was read tonight, about uh, Christian scientists maybe just, well, healing things that were in people's imaginations. No, Christian science heals all kinds of things and not in people's imaginations. Um, When I first got to this church or came back to it after I'd been uh, away for a while, I had what seemed to be many chronic problems that just went on and on and on. They were physical, emotional, um, depression, as, as well as other things. And I began working with a really wonderful practitioner in this church, and she gave me many things uh, to work with regarding this. And one was to make sure that I was expecting healing, just because something had gone on a while. Sometimes you get where you're not even expecting to be healed. But another that she gave me was from Science and Health, on page 248. Let unselfishness, goodness, mercy justice, health, holiness, love, the kingdom of heaven reign within us, and sin, disease, and death will diminish until they finally disappear. Now this is how many healings do come, and I've always loved that statement. It was a statement we were taught to teach our children to say as a nightly prayer, and I was told to focus, instead of focusing on my problems that were going on and on, to focus on these qualities, on selfishness, goodness, mercy, justice, health, holiness, love, the kingdom of heaven. How much was I expressing those qualities? To focus on that. And truly, as I did that, all these so-called chronic problems that had plagued me for a long time, one by one, they did diminish until they finally disappeared. It was a remarkable healing and one that I am so very, very grateful for. Um, It's the healing power of the Christ. I'm always grateful for that wonderful practitioner and all the things that she taught me. I'm so grateful for this independent church, dear Mrs. Eddy, Christ Jesus, and to be with you all tonight. Have a good evening.
0: Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn
14: number 374. We thank thee and we bless thee, O Father of us all, that even before we ask thee, thou hearest thy children call. We praise thee for thy goodness and tender, constant care. We thank thee, Father, Mother, that thou hast heard our prayer. The number 374.